you found the only podcast that always has change for the parking meter, hey, let me ask you something. On this episode, Kristen and Ralph put in their two-week notice and DM each other about how to know when it's time to change your job, believing in what you deserve, gaining control over your situation, steering the yacht, staying hydrated, and drinking on a school night. And as always, the views expressed on the Hey Let Me Ask You Something podcast are solely the opinions of your hosts, Kristen Wood and Ralph Andracchio, and are based on their years of practical and clinical experience. These opinions do not constitute any kind of advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any mental, physical, or emotional issues. If you are having an emergency or any serious ongoing situations, please contact your local hospital or a trusted professional. You can find this complete disclaimer on our podcast homepage. And now, on with the show. Hey, look who's here. Everybody who listens to the podcast, they're back. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of uh, All My Children. On <laughs> last week's episode, everybody in town died. I love those... I used to watch um, Dynasty, Don't Judge Me, and uh-huh. uh, there was that one, ep- like that famous Moldovia episode or whatever it was, where like everybody was at a wedding and literally everybody died. Was that the end of the show at that no, point or what? No, surprisingly no. People survived. Uh, oh. So it's, yeah, I, I'm always a fan of, of uh, must-see TV like that where they're just like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> Let's just kill Let's everybody. Let's kill off everyone but not really kill but them not, off because then we won't have a show. Right. Let's go back and, uh, and retcon everything. Oh, man. It's been a weekend, let me tell you. It is. It's been it's, it's been very beautiful every weekend, which is definitely making all of us, I think all of us, wanting to be out and about. Oh my God. It's been gorgeous and uh, not everybody knows this, but you do now that I have a hot tub at my house. It's not fancy. Don't get excited. It's an inflatable hot tub from Amazon, but it works. It's amazing. It does the job. It does the job. And yesterday, which was Sunday, which is a school night for me, because I have work to do on Mondays, uh, I was sitting in my hot tub, and I was drinking a cider, and I was in a happy place, and then all of a sudden, my brain was like, I have a great idea. Let's go out. Let's put, let's dry off, put clothes on, and go (laughs) out and have drinks instead of staying in my hot tub at home. And so... Yeah, I went out last night and had a little too much fun, so today is a Gatorade and greasy food day. How do you recover when you, like, what's your go-to thing when you've had a little too much fun the night before? Gatorade and lots of water, honestly. It's just it. Just just rehydrating yourself, I think, makes you feel better if you've had, like, one or two or a few too many. Then just the hydrating of yourself, I think, is what eventually, I think that's partly why you might feel better if you do that after a few hours it's just getting because it's so dehydrating alcohol from your system i try to um match myself one for one i i have a cider but then i also have a seltzer with it Mm -hmm. so that way when i finish one i finish the other and it's like yeah it's much better because i'm not i'm not like the way i was doing it before is i was i would just have ciders and then that's Mm -hmm. it and then Mm -hmm. i would want to bury myself (laughs) 
in the ground the next day because I was just, I couldn't function. But now it's a whole lot better because like you said, I'm staying hydrated during the course of the night. So I recommend, you don't have to drink, folks. Don't have to drink to have a good time. But if you do, I recommend the one for one. Like have a water, have a cider or have a seltzer or, you know, something non-alcoholic to go with your alcohol and you'll feel better. Especially in the heat. Yeah. Especially in the heat. I mean, look, we were talking before we started and I've been talking to my clients about this and, you know, be honest, it's been hard for me as well. If you haven't noticed everyone, I'm quite an extrovert and I'm very, I like to be social. (laughs) So now with so many options, it's been so hard to slow down. So I've been finding myself going from thing to thing to thing and not slowing down and not stopping on the weekends too. And then the beginning of part of the week, I'm trying to get back on my self-care and my rest and eating better. And so Mm -hmm. finding that balance, I think is something we're all kind of struggling with. (coughs) Excuse me. Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. And that kind of ties into our question for today. Uh, Hey, Kristen, let me ask you something. Oh, please do. Hey, let me ask you something. Look at that. Plug in the show within the show. Um, Question this week is, I want to try something new and go for a different position at work, but how do I know when it's the right time for a change? Ooh. Good question. Uh, pertinent question because I've been getting, I get this question sometimes from clients, but I also did a presentation today for a work group in Jersey and it was about um, self-talk and like, self-advocacy, self-care, self-awareness, you know, all those, all those good things about how we talk to ourselves. And it, it fit in perfectly too, because a lot of them are looking for work. They're going on interviews and it's like, how do I know, um, how do I know when, when's the right time to do anything? I think, because like you said, we're, we're all like re-emerging into the world. And I know for me, there's a lot of pressure of like, I got to hang out with everybody and make plans and do all this stuff and like catch up on all this lost time. And I kind of forget that I need to take care of myself. So, I don't know. What do you think about that question? Like, especially now that everybody's emerging and it's like the the time is ripe to do new things and to try new things and to challenge yourself. How do you know when it's the right time? I don't know if I even know the answer to this question. It's such a good one, honestly. <laughs> well, this is the shortest Woo! episode we've ever done. And Thanks, thank you everybody. for coming. Thanks, everyone. No, I think it's, you know, a lot of people are considering this question. That's another reason why we decided to do this mm-hmm. episode on it. I've, I've been having several conversations with um, clients and even some people in my personal life that are really rethinking their, their jobs and, and rethinking going back into the office, fearful of what will... Will it really, especially if they weren't happy before, will it really be like it was before? Because I was really feeling pretty happy and for some people. I was really feeling really much better not having to see my boss every day or whatever it was. I was feeling more comfortable with my job, but I remember what it was like before COVID. And am I, am I still going, am I, is it going to go back to that or am I, you know, and if so, what do I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then other people that just feel as though, you know, they're ready to, asked to maybe move up or look at another company or they're not sure or there's also a lot of restructuring I feel like going on mm-hmm. in a lot of companies a lot of transitions within that people are kind of like ah I don't know what this is going to look like for me so not necessarily definitely wanting to make a move but definitely assessing I still think we're in a period of assessment especially since 
I mean, some people know if they want to go or not go or, or want to advocate to move up within their company. But I think a lot of people right now are kind of like, wait and see. At least that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a there's kind of a feeling of I feel like I should be doing something. I hear that a lot of like, I should be, do- I should be challenging myself. I should be doing this thing. I should be, I should be, I should stop shooting yourself. Oh, please stop. Please. With please the stop with the shoulds. Uh, you know, you know, I think we just know in our guts when it's right. And that goes back to the self advocacy portion. You know, I'm do. I would, I did that self talk presentation today and it's, it's about, knowing yourself enough and, and talking yourself up to yourself and saying, you know, I'm, I want to take a step back, take a breath. Where am I at on my career path, on my life path? And looking at this, you know, time that we're in right now as an opportunity to say, this is a good time to change something up. And it doesn't have to be huge and earth shattering. It could just be like, I'm going to spend more time taking care of myself. I'm going to, I, I want to go for that specific role that I've been looking at at work. I'm going to start researching it. What are they looking for? What, are they, what do I have to do? Like, who do I have to talk to to make that happen? But it all starts with knowing yourself and saying, I'm, I'm worthy of that. I'm worthy for that change to happen. Right. How are you going to sell yourself well to your employer or whomever or, or your potential new employer if you don't believe it in the first place? Right. I, I, I just don't think that that's likely to take you to where you want to go. So really feeling like you're ready. But one of the things we we spoke about prior to coming on online today is, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I think is helpful too is, you know, great if you're that person that really feels like, I deserve this promotion or I deserve X job at other company. That's great. And and we applaud that confidence and, and any advocacy for yourself that, and um, uh, any of the efforts you might make to pursue that. But I also think it, it, part of it is, too, and this kind of falls under the realm of expectations and, setting your, and not setting yourself up to be disappointed, is to also take a step back and look at what is this X job that I want? What are the duties and responsibilities? What is that company looking for? And do I meet them, too? So it's almost like you have your own perception of, of who you are as an employee, uh, what your strengths are, and all the things you've achieved, and... That's not to be minimized or overlooked, but also keeping in mind, what is the company looking for? Do I meet um, the, the different requirements for that position? And if the answer is I don't know, go for it, right? But, you know, I, I always try to talk to people about trying not to set, while we want you to advocate for yourself and assert yourself, of course, and go for what you want, also being realistic and, and, and not necessarily putting yourself in a position where you're going to be really highly disappointed and that could negatively affect your own self-concept. Absolutely. And as you were talking, it popped into my head about asking why the ch- why you want the change to happen now. Yes. What is inspiring you to think about making a change? You know, is it just that you're bored at your job? You're bored in your position? It's not... And what does that mean? I'm bored. Does it mean you're not being challenged enough? Does it mean that some of the responsibilities you thought you would have, you don't have? You know, is the is the job not what you signed on for? Or is it just that you need to rekindle your interest and love for what you do? You know, it could just be as simple as that. Like, why did I take this job in the first place? What... 
what brought me here? And, you know, is that still true now? And then if you feel like, no, it, it really is like, I've been thinking about this for a while. This isn't the spot for me. I want to try something new. I want to go for another role in the company or I want to get a, I want to get a, an, um, an advancement. Uh, uh, why can't I think of the word? Promotion. Promotion. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Wow. Oh, that's what I got oh, your back, Ralph. Folks. Got your back. Folks, it's the, it's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday and I'm hurting. Um, yeah, you, promotion or you know, a little bit more radical is leaving altogether and finding another place to work. And I, I may have mentioned this before, but, you know, I, I talked to somebody once who, who needed a reminder of, you know, they were thinking about making a huge change, like I work somewhere else or find a new career. Find, really, they, they were in the right career. They love what they do. They were really good at it. It's just where they were doing it. Mm-hmm. wasn't right like the people they were working with sometimes it's just maybe it takes that of of digging into it and saying okay what exactly about what I'm doing is bugging the hell out of me and it can I change it yeah I had a couple thoughts when you were talking one was I was I was thinking about my own experience to be honest with you of when COVID first hit and we, I well, we all not all but you and I mm-hmm. had to transition to uh you know all this telehealth and not going into an office and that was a not only an adjustment for clients, but an adjustment, I can speak for myself, for me. And I didn't love it, be totally honest at first. And it, it really, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, ha- I mean, I got a business, I'm not going anywhere. But I, was, I had a hard time coming to a place where I could find my groove and, and feel that way. So I, that, when you were saying, uh, is it the job or is it you're, you need to rejuvenate or whatever the word is, like kind of get a fresh start with yourself, mm-hmm. with your position. Mm-hmm. That kind of spoke to me that way. Um, because that definitely went on for a little while. And I also just think that, yeah, I, I, I think that what you're saying applies to any any time period. But I do think with COVID, and you may not agree with me, I don't know, but we've been through so much change and there's been so much desire I think for some people to want to to like I don't want to do this anymore I want to like move or I don't want to do this anymore I need to get away from my kids or (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to work here anymore like I I feel like there's a lot of that that's been going on since we've been forced into this the situation this living scenario we've been in for so long I do think that that is important to think about when you're making these decisions. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've wanted to move. I wanted to move in the winter. I was like, get me out of here. I do not want to live here. And then the warm weather came and I was like, this is my time. And I literally said, I, I hope this switches back. I was an all season kind of gal. And, <laughs> and now all I want is the hot. I'm not going to complain about the weather today. Cause it's like, I wanted the warmth. And I think it was being so shut in and COVID. And I was like, we're not making a decision. I know it might be on a tangent, but I, it, it relates back. But Go, do it. But I'm not making a decision of moving anywhere right now because we are in this weird, not weird, it's a very difficult, challenging, life-changing time. And I, I, for me, with this specific piece, I didn't feel like it was a good time to be like, I'm moving to Florida or, or the Bahamas or wherever I was thinking in my head I wanted to be. Oh, both amazing. Right. <laughs> Especially in the dead of winter with a broken foot that I was experiencing. Me, me with you. Right. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, and um, hearing you speak, it uh, popped into my head that my partner, Dan, he 
has a saying, uh, people get the walkies sometime when they're stuck in one place. Oh, I love that. That you get the walkies. It's like, for I call it cabin fever, but he, he says walkies where it's like you're stuck in one spot and all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to paint the walls, I'm going to change the rug. It's like, we just, I think as as animals, we just need that change of like, I don't like my cave. I'm going to I'm going to get a new cave, right? And and so I think there's a little bit of that going on now too. Of we've been all stuck inside so long. Now that we are starting to have and I I'm just speaking for America, just for Pennsylvania and Philadelphia because that's where we're at. I realize other places your your reality will be slightly different. Um but it, now that we're all reemerging and like filling our social calendars with stuff to do and now there's all these opportunities and we get the walkies and we're like I want to change everything. I want a new job, I want a new life, I want to move, I want there's there is value in taking a breath like you said and just like this is where I'm at right now. I know it's exciting. I know what I want to do all this stuff, but it's like uh, it's like writing the email but not sending it. Like we talked about yes. a couple episodes ago. It's like write the email, put all you want in the email, but don't send it. Like Think about all the fun stuff you want to do. Write it on a list. You know, I want to move to the Bahamas. I want to, you know, I want to quit my job and tell my boss to go take a hike. And, and, you know, write all that stuff down, but then don't do it. Like, sleep on it. Let it sit for a day or two and then come back to it when you're not in the same mental space. Yes, it is the same thing. I mean, I think you really have to think about it. And I think, you know... Also, and I don't mean to keep bringing COVID, but I mean, what else? Well, I mean, Jesus, this is what we've been living in. reality right now, yeah. I just think it changed a lot of things and it's pertinent to pretty much every topic we bring up. But it's just, you know, it really gave a lot of people um, this don't take anything for granted, you only live once vibe feel. I know it did for me as well as clients, as well as other people in my personal life. Like, so many things we took for granted that we could always do whenever. We could change our job whenever we wanted. We could go to on a vacation with, you know, finances in place whenever we wanted. We could go see our family and friends whenever we wanted. And it was taken by this virus. Mm -hmm. So I think that that also can play into this of some, now it's back, so I want to go get everything that I, you know, let me go do it, all the things I couldn't do. I don't want to miss another beat. Also with the fear for some people, for a lot of people, that, like, is it going to all happen again? Mm-hmm. A- and we don't know. No. That's, that's life. That's why I suggest everybody take at least one improv class in their time, in their <laughs> life, because yes. it prepares you for rolling with whatever happens, because life is improvised. We don't wake up and have a script waiting for us on our nightstand that's like, here's what's going to happen today. Here's how you're going to handle it. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. And that, I think that feeds back into what we are talking about in the beginning of, of the self-care and self-advocacy and the self-talk and, like, being comfortable in your own skin and with your own, with your own accomplishments, your own value, your own way of doing things. And that helps to counteract the the walkies of like, I need to change everything right now. So being comfortable in yourself and knowing yourself well enough that you can take a step back and evaluate your, your options in a, in a more, you know, level headed, calm space. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go and make 
all these decisions impulsively, obviously. You want to make sure you know why you're making them and that you've thought them through. And we are in no way trying to dissuade people from moving forward and taking steps. That's the opposite of what we're doing. But I also think we also don't want to encourage people to just impulsively, willy-nilly, start making all these major changes in your life, whether it be at work or personal, uh, as a result of what you've experienced. As I've said before, I do believe this past year plus has affected all of us in sometimes subtle ways where we haven't noticed in the like it's not in the forefront of our everyday how much everything that's happened has affected us I had so many people that would just all of a sudden something would happen and it was kind of the icing on the cake of like all the things that had been I guess bothering them before but they didn't even realize how much and then they like got really anxious or got really depressed. And I think the culmination of everything that we've had to deal with this year has had kind of, it, it's, it, I don't think it just like happened and we, we actually knew all right away how it was affecting us because it was just coming at us so fast. Mm-hmm. It's a, another way to making changes like this, whether it be at work or, or at home, it's another way to, for us to, um, express our control over life, our environment, you know, and it, and it goes back to, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. I think changing, ha- being in a space where you want to change something, there's an aspect of it where it's control, right? Yes. Am I, okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just popped into my head. I'm like, ooh, this sounds like a smart thing. <laughs> it does sound like a smart I, connect. Uh, don't be fooled, folks. It's not, I'm not as smart as think. Um, yeah, I, I, it feels like there's a, there's a sense of control that happens when it's like, no, I have, I have the ability to change this. I want to change it because then we feel like we're in control of something. Yes. No, 100%. And, and that not necessarily a good reason. Right. It can be. It, it kind of depends on all the factors involved. If you're feeling very out of control in your personal life and then you decide to make an, maybe a, a more impulsive, abrupt move at work may or may not be the best bet. It, it's it, That's why I think the self-inventory piece is so, so important to to think about before you make any change. And I have no idea if you want to go in this direction, but I, I was also... You're steering th- the ship now. I, I, I got we're along for the ride. Um, it's a yacht. I, I oh, prefer to be a yacht. Fine, fine. No idea if it's called steering or what it is, but Does I just it, I think it's still steering. A yacht, and I have a big, nice sun hat on. Okay, yes, yeah. I'm into this. I, <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, if, if we want to go there, of, of making a change, of, of, of moving forward, do we want to take it to relationships as well? just personal relationships, where they stand, where have they been standing the past year plus, and do we want to hang in there? Do we want to not hang in there anymore? Whether it be in a romantic relationship or a friendship that's maybe been tested during this COVID piece in this past year. I don't know if all the same things kind of apply to what we're saying or not, but my brain went there, so I would guide no, you. No, yeah, I, I, especially now I'm just picturing you in the giant floppy sun hat <laughs> saying the same thing on the on the bow of a yacht. <laughs> with a fake cigarette. With, what are with we a doing? With a fake cigarette. With a big cigarette with a holder. <laughs> what are we doing in this relationship? 
I don't know I why. Want to I want to reevaluate our relationship together, Tommy. <laughs> a boat just sounds really nice today. Yeah. On I, the water, a breeze. I also yeah. want to bring back the Mid Atlantic accent from uh, if any, if anybody doesn't know, the Mid Atlantic accent was really popular in movies in like the forties, the thirties, forties, where people talk like this, like Charles, bring the car around. Oh, gonna, that's, that's a Mid-Atlantic. definite fake cigarette situation. Yeah, right. Yes. That's what I picture you had the Mid Atlantic <laughs> accent in the floppy hat. Pull the boat around. I want to get off and go shopping. So you're, coconuts. Oh, okay, so you're picturing me as a very bougie woman with yeah, a big hat. Yes, hand. I don't know why. Okay. With a, okay. with a, gl- a glass of wine that's constantly full <laughs> by some magic, some alcohol magic. This glass, I got this glass from somebody I knew back in high school. I'm very fancy. It never runs dry. <laughs> it's one of the wishes I made on that monkey's paw one year. Um... We went off on a tangent, folks. Sorry, we're back. We've we've come we back. We went on a vacation. We went on, on a vacation. We're back. Where apparently um, I was mid Atlantic bougie. Yes, but please embrace it. <laughs> um, I totally missed the point. Oh, the relationships <laughs> and oh yeah, I know what I wanted to say. Um, we I I feel like sometimes everything we talk about can be very heady in terms of you know it's kind of like farther up the ladder than when some, where some people's attention is and that makes me think of Maslow's hierarchy which mm-hmm. is the uh, quick primer for anybody who doesn't know Maslow's hierarchy is a triangle it's a pyramid and at the base is like our base needs you know food shelter clothing money you know all that stuff and then as you go higher up the pyramid it's more it gets more um esoteric I don't know if that's the right word but it's like once all your base needs are taken care of then you can think about self-actualization and you know friendships and relationships and that kind of stuff so if your if your um attention is focused on the bottom of that pyramid right now like I just need to make money I need to pay my rent I need to put food on that's where a lot of us are right now that's absolutely 100% fine like if that's your and your that's the space you're in right now and that's what your worries are great but and I think that speaks to your point about the relationships too I think once we get all of those base level needs taken care of and they're kind of off our plate and off our mind I think we can start thinking about our relationships of like, what am I getting out of this? Am I happy? You know, do I need to change this? That's a, that's a big question for people in relationships. And, you know, it happens to all of us. And again, the same rules apply, like stepping back, giving yourself a day to think about it, write it all down, but don't send the email kind of thing. And, and the more we can look at things in a, in as objective a way possible, I think helps. Taking the emotion and the judgment. We're human beings. We're gonna we're gonna have emotions. We're gonna judge. That's what we do. That's how we're wired. But I think the more we can try to set that aside and operate in a space that's just like, let me look at this as objectively as possible. I think helps. Which I think just means time. Giving yourself the time to do that and the space to do that. You know. Um, I was speaking with someone today who was talking about having some feelings and thoughts about a situation and, and let it sit on the burner for a week before trying to communicate it and it actually went really well. And, you know, that speaks a lot to lots of the things we've touched on mm-hmm. of, uh, to the point that it shocked them, um, you know. And I think that that says so much. That's so reflective of what 
we need to do more often, but it's just not who we how we usually roll. And was able to be heard. I think. I think. Obviously, I wasn't there. Um, was able to be heard and 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 uh, received in a way that had they spoken prior to and not taken a step back would have been different. So yeah, I think. Again, it just like with the workplace scenario, the relationship piece. It's like, is it what we've been through the past year plus, or is this inherently a problem? And again being thoughtful and of course we're encouraging being assertive and advocating for yourself but also I I do kind of caution people about being too impulsive at the same time and the problems that might be there have they always been there are they a product of what the past year and a half has been I'm just gonna say year and a half because I don't want to say year plus anymore because it's just weird um (laughs) or is it you know and, and can we get can is there a chance to get back into the swing in the, in the way that worked better for us, whatever us is or whoever us is um, now that things are opening back up? I just think there's so much of that right now that people are grappling with. Mm-hmm. There's uh, it's overload. There's a, there's a ton of stuff coming at us right now and we so want to get back into the way things used to be, and I, I'm saying that with a big uh, caveat to it because that's impossible. Things aren't going to be the way they were before. Everything changed. So, if you're, it, that's another good point. If you're, cha- if change for you means getting back to the way things were, that's another thing to think about. Like, that's impossible. We can't go back to the way things were. So, what does that mean for your plans? Like, what does that mean for you wanting to change? Is that does that throw you into chaos or is it open up more opportunities for you to think about why you really want to change in the first place? No, I'm glad you brought that up actually. Cause you're right. Things will never go back. I think people may feel, think that, or, I mean, I think it's going to go, um, at least right now, I, I'm afraid to say anything. Cause after we've lived through this, we, we don't know what'll happen. It was like, don't wear a mask outside if five minutes later, don't wear a mask inside. So who, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that it will never, yeah, and it's just good. Sorry. I'm still marinating and processing your marinating. point because it's, it's a good point that it will never go back to the same, but we, we are going back to having all these other outlets, uh, aspects of our life resumed whether that's a challenge or welcomed by people I don't know but I just think you know going back to our I think our episode last week of how I think we're I think it was last week we were talking about or maybe it was two weeks ago we were talking about relationships and people that started them I think it was two weeks ago in COVID of, of just like what is it gonna be like do I like their friends socialization how often we do stuff I think it's the same thing with um you know couples maybe that have already been in together it's just like what does it look like now we've changed within our our relationship and now how do we do it yeah different now so yeah i don't know where i'm going with this no i i liked it um it's about agency and like i said before control and but it's it's i struggle with how to say this but it's like finding that inner strength. I want to say it without being too frou-frou or like, you know, crunchy granola about it. But it's like finding 
it's finding your inner strength and, and just knowing yourself enough and trusting yourself enough, I think is gigantic too, is, is trusting. I got here to this point. I've made it, you know, I've survived a hundred percent of all the days I've lived through, you know, and I actually, uh, something I tell people sometimes when they need that reminder, write down all your accomplishments. If you have your resume and that, that, that's good enough, great. Like put it, tape it up somewhere where you can see it. It's not living in the past. I don't, I don't mean like every day rehash your, your former self and like live in the past of where you were, but there's sometimes where we need that reminder of this. Look at everything I've done. Look at everything I've accomplished. You know, look at all the good stuff I've done. It's a reminder of who you are and where you're heading. And if you need that reminder, that's totally fine. I think a lot of times we get turned off. I, I don't I don't know why our societal conditioning to be like, oh, no, you can't. Don't live in the past. You got to always look forward and, you know, nose to the grindstone. You know, you need that reminder every time. You did it. It's your past. You own that. You know, why not look back sometimes and say, oh, OK, wow, I, I have done a lot of good stuff. It's kind of like it, it recharges the batteries a little bit. Yeah, and doing that, if you are someone who's thinking about a change and feeling unable to make those moves at this point, maybe you're struggling with your confidence or your ability to assert whatever it be, professional or personal, but you're struggling with your ability to advocate and assert yourself, or your confidence in yourself, that's something I, I recommend to my clients a lot when they're struggling with that, is just remembering what you've done focusing on the things you're doing right you know that can start to give you that confidence that goes back to how do I build my self-esteem that's one of the ways you build your self-esteem is by training yourself to not only remember your challenges and areas of that you need to grow but also remembering the areas that you've done really things you've done really really well and if you if you do that that can become a a positive contributing factor because I can't think of another way of saying it of assisting you if you do decide to move forward with making a change in a relationship or moving trying to move up within your company or another company yeah yeah it's it's all about finding the equilibrium in how all these all these different facets of who you are work together and you're right you know we're trained to only focus on the negative. What do I need to work on? What do I need to improve? What, you know, but there's also value in, in, and I hate the word, but I'm going to use it and balancing that with, here's all the good stuff. Here's my strengths, you know? And I think being able to see the picture in totality gives you a better idea of the changes that can happen. They don't necessarily have to, but if it's like, oh, you know, this is, this is me in totality, these are the options I have and opportunities I have. I think it's easier to make those decisions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, and I think, again, it, I don't know, again, I might be on a tangent, but it's also part of this work that we're kind of talking about, you people doing within themselves, is part of just also improving the way you approach a current employer regarding a promotion or a new employer of knowing your worth and selling yourself you know so many people especially early in their careers are so about what is the interviewer or the boss want to hear and what are they looking for and and can I what what are they going to ask me and trying to help people realize that 
an interview process or even a conversation about moving forward within a company, you're trying to sell yourself and potentially given the circumstances they need to sell you, given the, you know, given certain circumstances, um, instead of it being one-sided. I think that takes confidence and it often takes experience, but it's, you know, being able to get to that place where you can feel safe, like you can feel secure with where you are and where you're trying to go. And I don't know how to say it. When you go into, I'll just say interview, but it might not be, it could be conversation, but um, not wholly consumed with what they're going to ask you or if you're good enough, I guess is the best way mm -hmm. to put it. But also knowing that they potentially have to tell you, show you, tell you what you think you deserve and what you think you need or want also, that it's a two-way street, those conversations. I don't know that I was clear, but I really tried there. No, I you, tried. you knocked it out of the park. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that interviews are a two-way street. It's not just them firing questions at you and you and you answering them. It's about you asking them questions as well, you know, because this role, this career, this job is where you're going to spend a lot of your time. A big chunk of your life is going to be at work. And so ask the questions, you know, be, make it a conversation. You'll be able to do anything. I, I love the way you just <laughs> summed that up. That was so beautiful. You can do whatever you set your mind to. This, this show could be five <laughs> minutes long if I did more of that. Um, cool. So hopefully we answered that question. I think we. I tend to I think, think we, we did. Picked it apart as much as possible. Um, if anybody, again, wants to uh, connect with me directly or see what I'm up to, you can always go to TrueEngineCoaching.com or find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Just search for True Engine Coaching or Coach Ralph. And you can find me on Psychology Today. I do have an Instagram and Facebook account as well. My website is ThePhillyTherapistKristen.com. I encourage anyone that would like to speak to me at all directly to reach out. I do offer free consultation, do have some availability in my schedule right now. And if you have any questions for us, we are strongly encouraging you, us, you, to, oh, wow. <laughs> you to email us so that we can make one of your questions the center of our discussions for one of our episodes. We are anxiously awaiting yes. the next profound question that we yeah. can dissect to death so you can send it to hey let me ask you something at gmail.com or if you know either Kristen or i directly uh and you're connected with us in real life you can just dm us or you know text us or email us whatever and submit a question we always keep everything confidential so the question will make it through but any of your information will not yes all right uh there's another one in the can Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank Please you, keep everyone. listening. Yes. And we will see you next time. Bye.